when you contemplate an orange, you see that uh, everything in the orange uh, participates in the making of the orange. Not only the section of the orange uh, belongs to the orange, but the skin of the orange is also the orange. And the seeds in orange is a part of the orange. Everything in the orange is uh, participating in making the orange. That is uh, what we call the universal aspect of the orange. Everything in the orange uh, is orange. But uh, the skin remains the skin. The seed remains the seed. The section of the orange uh, remains the section of the orange. So globalization is like that. Although we become uh, a community, a world community, but the French people continue to be the French. The Japanese people um, remain the Japanese. The Buddhists remain the Buddhist. The Christian remains the Christians. They don't have to to be uh, to be different. So the skin of orange can continue to be the skin. And the sections in the orange continue to be the section of the orange. They don't have to be transformed into the skin. And then there is harmony. And that harmony would be impossible if we don't have what we call a global ethic. And the Buddha has devised uh, a global ethic for globalization. And that is the five uh, mindfulness trainings. The five mindfulness trainings are the are the path that we should take up during the time of uh, globalization. Because the, that is the practice of sisterhood, the practice of brotherhood, this is the practice of understanding and love, the practice of uh, protecting ourselves, protecting the planet. And if you study the five mindfulness trainings, you see that uh, the five mindfulness trainings have been uh, uh, are presented in a non-sectarian way. It does not bear. Uh, they do not bear the uh, the mark of a, a sect, a religion, a particular uh, race, a, a particular uh, ideology. Its nature is universal. Their nature is universal. You don't have to be a Buddhist in order to uh, live uh, according to the five uh, trainings. You can uh, adopt the five trainings as a Christian, as a Jew, as a communist. 
as a French, as a Japanese, as a Chinese, as an um, American. You remain yourself. But if uh, you practice uh, the five mindfulness trainings, uh, you can help uh, create the harmony. And uh, you create uh, your safeguard peace. You cultivate uh, brotherhood, sisterhood. And you can safeguard also uh, the beauties of your own culture and other cultures, the beauties of other cultures as well. And you help protect uh, the planet the environment. About 12 years ago, when Mr. Gopashap um, convened the meeting in San Francisco, uh, the State of the World Forum, uh, I was invited to address um, political leaders and economic leaders of the world. People like um, Margaret Thatcher, uh, President Bush and others were there. And uh, in that um, um, it was uh, the uh, Dutch um, a foreign minister who introduced him before his, he gave the talk. And the topic of his talk is about the five mindfulness trainings. And Thay has presented the five mindfulness trainings as the way out of this difficult situation of the world. So with the five mindfulness trainings uh, in your heart, you can already uh, set on the path of transformation and healing. You become a bodhisattva um, to help protecting the beauties of uh, uh, different kind of cultures, the beauties of uh, the earth. And you may uh, inspire other traditions to go back to their roots and discover the equivalent of the five mindfulness means that are already inherent in their tradition, including the Muslim <coughs> tradition, the Islamic tradition, the Jewish tradition, and so on. Even in, in, in Marxism, you can you can discover these uh, values inherent in the thinking of, uh, of Marx. In a letter addressed to the government of Vietnam uh, about two years ago, they spoke about that. And they said that uh, Marx was afraid that his uh, idea will be misunderstood and people will create a kind of crude uh, communism that will be... Uh, 
that will be intolerant, inhuman. It will destroy a lot. of uh, faith, uh, of uh, trust and um, brotherhood and sisterhood and I urge uh, the Marxists in Vietnam to go back to the thinking of Marx and rediscover the uh, the best things within uh, 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 the Marx thinking and also when uh, uh, on, on the month of, uh, of uh, April, when he met uh, the Prime Minister of Vietnam, he proposed six points helping the Communist um, Party to, to open itself to the nation, to the people of Vietnam, and to the world very concrete uh, uh, proposals. And one of the um, six points is for the Marxists in Vietnam, the communists in Vietnam, to recognize that Buddhism is a source of wisdom and compassion that should uh, be made use of in order to rebuild the country, restore uh, uh, and uh, protect uh, the legacy of the Vietnamese culture, and so on. So if you are, if you are inspired to be a Bodhisattva for our time, uh, protecting, um, safeguarding, uh, building, um, preventing globalization to become uh, uh, negative, and then with uh, uh, the practice of the five uh, mindfulness training, with uh, the five uh, mindfulness training in your heart, uh, you have enough uh, uh, energies and insight uh, in order to be a bodhisattva on the path of, uh, of action. In the tradition of Plum Village, we have to uh, recite the five trainings every uh, fortnight. We have to do uh, Dharma discussion in order to study more deeply, to understand more deeply uh, uh, the practice uh, of the five uh, trainings. Because the five mindfulness trainings are very concrete. Um, realization of mindfulness. And we can always, we always say that uh, people don't have to uh, call themselves a Buddhist in order to practice uh, the five uh, mindfulness training. Going back to uh, our father, our mother, our ancestors, our teacher. We know that uh, all of them expect us 
to live our life in such a way that we'll make uh, globalization uh, a success. We have to allow our ancestors, our teachers, allow the Buddha in us to, to act. And we should have a permanent conversation with our ancestors, spiritual and genetic so that we always renew our insight, our determination. On the path of uh, serving, and loving, and protecting. Our time, our life is for that to fulfill uh, our ancestors, our teachers' um, expectation. We should not allow our time to to uh, to go through uh, without uh, realizing that. Because we know how much our ancestors' uh, genetic, genetic and uh, uh, spiritual expect uh, of us. And uh, that way of life, that practice, that action will bring us a lot of joy. And we shall, uh, by living our life like that, uh, transmit uh, the best things we have received from our ancestors to our children and their children. So when you practice sitting meditation, sit for the Buddha. The Buddha in you is sitting upright. The Buddha in you is enjoying every in-breath and out-breath. The Buddha in you is contemplating the world with mindfulness and getting in touch with the beauties of nature. When they read the, the Sutra Yuhan, In the in the Agama uh, collection, Trường Aham, Iga Agama, Yuhan means uh, journey. That sutra described uh, the life of the Buddha during the last year of his life. 
where he went, uh, what people he met, what kind of teaching he gave. So there is a sentence that draws his attention very much. He spent a retreat in the city of Vaishali, uh, north of the Ganges River. And after that, he decided to go north. He wanted to go to, to back his home country, Kapilabastu. And he knew that this is the last time he, he saw the city of Vaishali. It is a very beautiful city. He did not uh, wave his hand and say goodbye like uh, the way we do. But in the sutra, uh, we find it. We found. We find this sentence: the Buddha turned around on his way. Turn around. And with the eyes of uh, an elephant queen, he surveyed the city of Vaishali for the last time. And he said, Ananda, don't you think that Vaishali is beautiful? And after having surveyed the city of Vaishali with the eyes of uh, an elephant queen, he turned back. The north and begin to walk. So the Buddha, when he look, he always make use of his eye, the eyes of the <coughs> elephant queen. In order to look deeply, in order to recognize what is there. And uh, of course, uh, we do have that kind of eye also. We have the Buddha eyes. We have the eyes of the elephant queen. And when we look uh, with that eyes, and if you see deeply the beauty of nature around you, and you are looking with the eyes of the Buddha, it's very kind of you to look uh, for the Buddha, to contemplate the world for the Buddha, because you are a continuation of him. So if you know how to contemplate the beauty of the world with the eyes of Buddha, you, don't, you won't say that uh, your life has no meaning. No. You can listen with the ear of the Buddha. You can contemplate the world with the eyes of the Buddha. And thanks to that, your children and their children will be able to do like the Buddha also. So, you are very important. You have to transmit the Buddha to your children. You have to transmit the Buddha to the children of your children by your way of uh, walking, your way of sitting, your way of uh, looking, your way of listening. And this is something that you can do now and not tomorrow. Uh, whether you are a monastic or a lay practitioner, that's what you can do today uh, to be a real, a true continuation of the Buddha, our uh, spiritual ancestor. 
And if uh, you can live your life like that, uh, you will help uh, prevent globalization to, uh, to become uh, a danger for the planet. This retreat, uh, every minute of daily life is an opportunity for us to walk like a Buddha, to sit uh, peacefully and happily, relaxingly like a Buddha, to look uh, and enjoy deeply the beauties of the world like a Buddha, and to listen with compassion like a Buddha. And by doing so, we are helping our father in us, our mother in us, our ancestors in us, our children in us to evolve. We are helping our teacher to fulfill uh, his uh, or her uh, uh, vow, her aspiration. And uh, our life will become uh, a uh, concrete uh, message of love.